Here by the Owl podcast is a podcast for owlets and wise owls alike. Join hosts Nikki Fiddle-Eye-Doll and Brianna Briegel along with rotating owls from across the country as they discuss what it takes to advise from time to time. Our podcast is fueled by the true knowledge from empowering agricultural education instructors and ripen with the wisdom you will never learn in a textbook. This podcast episode is sponsored by ICEV. Join them and over 9,000 CT professionals for their virtual summer conference, CT Inspired, July 27th through 29th. The conference focuses on using ICEV with other learning management systems and customizing learning experiences to meet the needs of students. As we have stepped into a new era of learning, educators collaborated on best practices for student success and making the most out of the educational shift. During the conference, a strong focus is placed on classroom practices, including ICEV's new lesson plan design, industry certification, and education practices for special populations. In 2021, we're going even bigger. This year's conference will feature more speakers, sessions, and prizes. Keynote speakers include Angela Duckworth, Temple Grandin, and Damon John. Become inspired and energized to enter the fall semester. The virtual conference is the perfect opportunity for CTE professionals to advance their career, portfolio, and professional network. The best part about the conference is that it is, it is free. Registration is now open. This conference is for CTE teachers, administrators, professors, CTE directors, and even pre-service teachers. Join Here by the Owl podcast in registering at icevonline.com forward slash CTE inspired. We can't wait to become CTE inspired with all of you. Welcome back to another episode of Here by the Owl podcast. Today, Nikki and I are actually together in person, and we are here to talk all about the NAAE award applications. Right now, our state is in the middle of judging uh, some of the award applications, so we thought it was a really relevant time for us to, to speak on this topic. And we want to provide support to those of you listening and encouragement to apply for these awards. And it might be too late for your state this year, but we really wanna encourage you in the future uh, to get involved and, and to apply for them because it's not only celebrating you as a teacher, but celebrating your program, your students, um, and all the hard work that you've done um, for many of the application applications over the course of your entire career. So we're going to talk about the applications that we have experience doing. Um, some of them we've won, some of them we haven't. So um, in the resource folder, we're going to include all of these applications. So you have some examples to look at. Just know that they're how we have interpreted the, the rubric and the requirements of the application. So by no means is this like the only way to complete these, these awards. So we'll start off um, talking about teacher turn the key and I'll have Brianna speak on behalf of that. Yeah, so I filled out Teacher Turn the Key this year, and it is for anyone basically in your first to fourth year of teaching is when you can apply for that award application. And essentially what it is, is each state gets to have one attendee at the Teacher Turn the Key 
professional development event. And it's kind of a scholarship that helps you attend that event. It is at the national NAAE conference. It's an awesome program from what I've heard. Nikki's gonna talk a little bit more about that because she's attended herself and she's also um, been able to be a facilitator the last year for that program. Yeah, so Teachers Turn the Key is, is a professional development. So it's the only, it's, it's unique in the sense that it's the only scholarship application that when you win, you attend, you attend PD that I know of. Um, and it's really strictly for young teachers. And so it's such a great foundation. And Brianna and I were talking yesterday about, I, I attended a long time ago. I don't even remember. Um, but I was talking about how, if I never got selected to attend that, would I be where I am today? Would I have even facilitated teacher turn the key? Um, I just think it's been a catalyst to my professional development. And it was my first time attending the national ag teachers conference. And so it was, it was really important to me. And I've, I've built a strong foundation based off of this professional development there. You'll do a variety of things and it changes every year, depending on the facilitators. But one of the things that really stuck out to me was the, our why tree. And we, we focused on why we're in ag education, who supported us to be there. And it's just a great, well-rounded professional development for young teachers. This year, I got to help facilitate virtually, which was super fun uh, and work with teachers from across the country um, on, on developing some skills, some strategies. We bring in guest speakers. So just because we facilitate doesn't mean that we're the only ones that teach. So we have guest speakers that come in and speak about passionate things and give them support and connect them with other professionals in in and outside of uh, education. So it's overall, it's just a great uh, professional development. And filling out that application, Nikki and I will, will both share some of our award applications um, on the Google Drive, and you can find that link in the show notes. But with that application, it's a five-page narrative, five-page supporting documents, and then you also need a letter of recommendation from a direct supervisor. So principal, superintendent, CT director, whatever that looks like for you. Um, but with that narrative, you kind of give an overview of your program, your teaching philosophy, um, some ways that you promote leadership development and partnerships in your community, um, how you market your program, some of your professional growth that you've done so far. Um, and since for most teachers, this is their first time ever filling out one of these award applications and first time maybe getting involved in NAAE. Like your application might not be super long and that's okay. We still encourage you to fill it out. And, and like Nikki said, I mean, maybe this is your chance to become more involved in NAAE and, and develop your, your application for further down the road. Um, but along with those supporting documents, you know, anything like pictures, maybe it's a screenshot of a, a social media post um, any of that kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, you, you really get, you can get creative because, you know, maybe it's a, a worksheet that you, or a lab that you created to showcase your instruction. Uh, maybe, you know, maybe it's a chart that lists like all your partnerships in the community and, and the amount of people it's impacted. Um, I mean, it, it could be all kinds of things. So the supporting documents really allows you to paint a picture of your narrative, which is the written part of your application. Um, we choose to include like photo captions. Um, I mean, you can do anything. So when you look at ours, 
I, I won't say this is the end all be all way. I, I mean, I think there's multiple ways to the right answer here. This is just how we've interpreted it, our supporting documents and how we've done it and how we like it. Um, it's our preference. So, but definitely use it as a guide. Um, moving into different applications. So this year I'm applying for a teacher mentor. I should preface in North Dakota, all of our applications are, we have to be nominated from our district. And so our whole state is separated into districts. Once you receive that district nomination, you apply and then you compete at the state level. So every district's nominee submits their, their materials and then they pick a state winner. That state winner then moves on to the regional um, judging. For most of the applications, they're then judged at regionals and then they there needs to be a winner at the regional level. And that's the winner that then attends the national conference where they are then recognized. Teacher turn the key is a little bit different. Um, and your state might do every, things different. Like Ideas Unlimited, no one in our state nominates. Like everybody could apply for Ideas Unlimited. So it, it just is different um, all around. So definitely refer to what your state requirements are. Maybe you have a an award committee. So reach out to those people on the committee and ask those questions so you understand how your state does the judging, especially when the due date is. Like our due date was today for our applications. Uh, so make sure you know when that is because it's different for everybody. Once you're the state winner, then you have to submit all of it digitally to nationals, which I believe that due date is May 15th. That's I'm picking that off the top of my head. So it's in May sometime. Um, then they all get submitted virtually through their online portal. So just know like how your process works in your state. Um, but I'm doing the teacher mentor application and the categories are very similar to teacher turn the key. And you'll notice when you like move through some of these awards, a lot of them build off of each other. So save your materials because you can use those and kind of reuse some of your narrative and build on it from each year. The difference between the rest of the applications and teacher mentor is you really have to look at it as the, like in the eye of how you mentored someone else. So I really struggled when I started filling out the application because I just was stuck on traditional mentorship, like a mentor with their mentee or a cooperating teacher and their student teacher. And so finally, like after, you know, how knew Brianna a million times, she was just like, it, mentoring can look like many things. And I think that's true. And so the mentoring app, you really got to focus on the situations that you've been involved in a mentor and how they've impacted others, um, I think is what's important. But same thing, you need narrative, supporting documents, recommendation letters, all of it's, all of it's laid out. So um, let's move on to outstanding program and Brianna has experience with that award. Yeah, so um, me and my co-teacher Darren, we filled out um, the outstanding middle school and high school program for our district. And once again, some of those same things are true about that application as like teacher turn the key and, and some of the other applications, but um, you have to have both or all teachers involved. So if you're in a multi-teacher program, you have to make sure that you have information about like their professional growth as long as, as along with your own um, marketing partnerships, um, the mission of your program, kind of an overview, all of those different things 
This application can be eight pages long. And then the same thing with the supporting documents, eight pages. And we'll link to like the requirements and the rubrics to all of these applications. But you might be thinking like eight pages, that's crazy. There's no way I can do eight and then, you know, eight more for supporting documents, like 16 total pages. But Nikki and I find that a lot of times we have to cut things out because it's so easy to get um, to that page limit. Yeah, for sure. And so I'll move on and talk about early career teacher. That would be kind of the next step up above teacher turn the key. And so you, there is a, a limit to when you can apply. Um, there's certain, there's certain years of teaching that, that qualify for you, you for this award. So like, I couldn't fill it out right now. I've been teaching too long. So you're going to get fourth through seven. Yeah. So you're going to have to reference that always double check. Um, and in the link, we'll reference all those materials, but double check that you qualify before you get crazy and fill out an award. And then, you know, don't blame us. Um, anyway, so it, it is all of the same categories as teacher turn the key. So it's a great way for you to build off of that application. Even if you weren't your state winner, you can still utilize that application as a foundation to start this. And basically it's, kind of reserved for those early career teachers to kind of compete against each other and, and be chosen. So um, very similar to the other applications. So check out that um, in our resources as well. And I'll include my early career teacher application um, for reference. Uh, before we wrap up, we want to talk about tips and tricks of filling out these applications. So Brianna, what would be some of your, your tips? Um, sure. Yeah. Number one, I would say be really specific. So some of those things, you know, it's talking about like ways that you have developed curriculum. So maybe I'm talking about, I really like to incorporate inquiry based learning in the classroom. Well, rather than just saying that, like I do it through, you know, this specific lesson or this specific lab that I do, or maybe I list a couple of them. And then I also have pictures of those in my supporting documents to kind of go along with that. So I would say be super specific um, make sure you have someone to review your application because some of you look at them so many times that you just, you miss some things and, and it's nice being able to bounce ideas yeah. off of someone else. Um, I would say too, like maybe that early career teacher one, maybe you're a, a fourth year teacher like I am. And, um, you're thinking there's no way I can compete against the seventh year ag teachers in my state, fill it out, still submit it. Maybe you can get some really good feedback so that you can be really competitive, um, when you're in your sixth or seventh year of filling out or of teaching and you have more to put on that application. Nikki, yeah. what would you kind of say for some advice? Um, my first set of advice would be to start early, uh, which is my advice to myself. So I should listen back to this, but um, it, it can be a lot, uh, especially if you're doing an application, maybe you've never seen before. Um, you're new to filling out applications it's just, it can be a lot. So if you try to sit down and, and hammer it out in one sitting, it is overwhelming. Um, so work on it over a course of time. The best part about that is, is if you start early, that allows you to uh, reach out to people to proofread, to get opinions, to look at that rubric, to, you know, mock score you if you'd like. So then that way you get the best feedback and you have hopefully the best application uh, around. I would say with the supporting documents, it's so wide open that you want to start early because it takes you time to think about, you know, where is that picture or what could I put here? Um, it also allows you to start to think like, 
oh, maybe you're doing an upcoming activity in your class that this would, this would be a perfect example of experiential learning. Uh, you know, and then you can, you can make sure you take some photos. Cause I think that's hard. Sometimes we just get so caught up in the activities. We maybe don't capture those photos in our classrooms. It kind of, you know, it's in the front of your mind. So then when you're doing those things in your classrooms, you can be like, oh, here, this would make a great photo. It allows you to dig into, you know, the, the abyss of your cell phone, if you're like me and find photos to use as well. So that's always helpful. And I would say too, we can be our, like our own worst critics. So like, I might be sitting here going, oh, I'm supposed to have something about um, partnerships. Well, I don't have any partnerships in my community, but maybe there is someone in your community. Maybe it's your supervisor. Maybe it's someone you teach with that can be like, you know what? No, you, you do this and this and this, yeah. and here's some ways that you um, really engage students in the classroom or mm -hmm. that you've developed those partnerships or whatever it might be that you're thinking, there's no way I can fill out this part of the application. Yeah. And I, that was, I think the teacher mentor app was the hardest for me because it was the most different from all the other applications. And I really like had to write things and send them to Brianna and like, and I even called my friend William and, you know, asked him, here's this category. This is what the category needs. You know, what, what do you think fits there? Because I was just so narrow-minded and it was so easy for them. Well, Nikki, you have this and this and that and this, and they had this huge list. And I was like, oh, okay. So if you start early, it helps you to do those things as well. Um, keep all your, of your information from year to year. That's my next tip. Um, have a file folder on your computer. And so that way, if you get nominated in the future, like a lot of these, a lot of these awards, like teacher mentor, if I'm not chosen as the state winner, um, in 10 years, if I'm nominated again, I can reapply because I didn't win. So now I have that foundation. I don't have, I don't have to start from scratch. Um, it allows you to like, you're going to have people that reach out to you to say, Hey, would you be willing to share your application with me? And it allows you to provide support to them as well and encourage filling out these awards, you know, within your own state. Right. So, and then once again, looking at that application, looking at those requirements early on, because you do need a a letter of recommendation yes. and your your direct supervisor, principal, whatever has to sign off on that to say that if you do win, you are able to attend the national conference. So make sure you give them enough time to fill out that yeah. letter of recommendation for you too. Yeah. And that's something I usually do kind of right away. And I send them an email explaining the award program, explaining that I was nominated. I attach the, like the award criteria so they can kind of see what I'm filling out and that helps them write a recommendation letter. So you're going to want to start those soon because the rest of it, I mean, you could wait till the last minute if you'd like, um, maybe like I did. Uh, but those two things, you're going to want to give those people some time. And some applications require one application or one recommendation letter. Some are two. They're all a little different. So please reference the award uh, instructions and criteria that we're going to link in the show notes. You also do have to be a dues paying member of NAAE and um, like we have NDAA, right? So your your own state. Um, so make sure, like, if you're listening to this and your state has already um, nominated someone as a winner, um, and you're thinking about for next year, and you're not a dues-paying member, maybe yeah. you're a, um, you're in college right now and you're going to be student teaching, and something to think about. Another benefit of, of yeah, being a member. Dues. Yeah, and I think it's a big deal. So all of you listening should pay your dues. Um, but these are good award programs. It's great ways to recognize your colleagues. You know, maybe you fill it out for somebody else. There's nothing saying that I, you know, 
if I nominate, if I'm in Brianna's district and I nominate her for teacher turn the key, I can fill her, I can fill it out for her as the person that nominated her. So, you know, think about that teacher mentor app. We all have that mentor out there that definitely deserves some recognition, you know, help them fill out that award application or fill it out for them and send it to them and see what you've missed and, and, you know, work and work with them. Um, Cause that's what it's all about. So uh, we're going to link a ton of resources in the show notes for this episode if this was helpful for you, or you maybe have state award winners you want to send this to to give them some some guidance to like boost their applications before they're due to state, please send this to them. Uh, maybe you have an award committee in your state or your executive committee you want to share this episode with, so they can blast this out um, and share it with you know people that are filling out these applications. We'd really appreciate it. Um, like here by the Owl Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And if you have a future topic idea or you want to be a guest on the show, we would love to have you. Please reach out to here by the Owl Podcast on social media.